Please be seated. To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message this morning is both the Old Testament and the Gospel. You heard them read before, I recall just these words from Deuteronomy 2 and Mark uh, 2. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. And then from Matthew 2, uh, from Mark 2. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Sabbath for you and for me, my beloved. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. I'm sure that many of you uh, memorize those words. Uh, during your confirmation instruction, if you were confirmed as a kid, and then you also remember Luther's uh, meaning, what does this mean, as we read before, we should fear and love God that we do not despise preaching at his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. You know, when you take a look at observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy, you really have three components there. Observe or celebrate the Sabbath day. The word Sabbath means rest, the rest day, by keeping it holy by dedicating it to be something very separate and special, a day different from all other days, dedicated to God. Now this commandment, the third commandment as we know it, was given to uh, God's people as they stood at the foot of Mount Sinai. God was thunder and, and lightning and fire and uh, smoke. And he spoke the words of the Ten Commandments before he actually wrote them down on tablets of stone for Moses. And so the people heard this. And the third commandment, God was telling his people, I want you to worship me on the seventh day of the week. That'd be Saturday. That's your worship day. Just like I worked for six days and then rested or did no work on the seventh day when I created the world, I want you to emulate me. You can work for six days, but then do no work on the seventh and worship me. In fact, dedicate the whole day to worship me, one who delivered you from slavery in Egypt. You know, when uh, God gave that uh, commandment to the uh, the Israelites, not only was he uh, commanding them to uh, worship him on a special day, Saturday, 
He was also giving them an opportunity to testify, make a testimony or a witness to all the unbelieving world around them, whether they came in contact with those people while they were wandering around in the wilderness or maybe after they were comfortably living up there in the Holy Land. On Saturday, I'm sure the unbelievers would come up to them and say, uh, why aren't you working? And they would say, well, today's our day of worship. Uh, we aren't supposed to do any work. You're not supposed to do any work. You can be out there making money. I know, but uh, our God told us that, you know, he created the whole world. He's the only true God. He created the world in six days, and then he did no work. And he wants us to emulate him by not doing any work and worship him on this day. Take off of work and serve him. That was certainly odd. What a testimony to the unbelieving people around. Sabbath, as I mentioned before, means rest. The uh, visual aid that God was actually giving his people through this commandment was to look forward to a rest giver who was coming and to look forward to eternal rest that you would have through that rest giver. And of course, we know that is Jesus. How was God going to give rest to the world? God was in Christ eventually reconciling the world to himself, not charging their sins against them. You ever, were you ever in conflict with anyone in your life? And a whole lot of animosity built up between the two of you? How did it feel inside? Real good, right? Anxiety, sometimes your guts were churning. You see, God, through Jesus Christ, removed that conflict. He took away God's anger for sin by punishing Jesus in our place. So God's not angry with us anymore. And we don't have to have any anxiety as to what he's thinking about. And if you take a look at all the man-made religions of the world, all of those religions comprise ideas of trying to appease God who might be angry with them. Every day... God might punish us. He might not send any rain. He might not help us bring in the crops. What should we do so that he isn't angry? God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, giving us rest, no more anxiety, because all sins are forgiven past and present and future. Well, once Jesus came, the rest giver, then God said all those Old Testament rules that pointed forward to the rest giver, those are all obsolete. St. Paul says in Colossians, He forgave us all our sins. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. You want to eat pork now, people? Go ahead and eat pork. Or in regard to a religious festival, don't celebrate the Passover anymore because the Passover lamb has already been sacrificed, Jesus. Or a new moon celebration or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So for us New Testament Christians who know the rest giver has already come and the rest giver is coming once again to give us rest forever, God doesn't tell us, you have to worship on the seventh day. Now he tells us simply, worship. Hebrews chapter 10. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, 
but let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Isn't that amazing? That's one thing we do here just about every time we get together to worship, encourage one another. You know, I really love what we do here at Beautiful Savior. You know, uh, years back, we would always have the ushers, you know, and after church, the ushers would nod to one uh, uh, row pew, and then they would go out and nod to another pew, and then they would go out, and the pastor would stand there and shake all the hands, and everybody would go home. You know what? On many Sundays, I feel kind of lonely back there because nobody shakes my hand. You know why? Everybody's talking with one another. Wonderful. You know what they're doing? Encouraging one another. Listening to one another's problems. Listening to one another's joy. That's one of the beautiful reasons that we Christians get together. Let's not forsake the meeting of ourselves together. You know, the very early New Testament Christians, after they recognized that they were no longer obligated to worship on the Sabbath day because the rest giver had already come, they said, well, what day should we pick? Because we want to have a regular day where we get together for worship. And so they chose Sunday as a testimony to the triune God, because on Sunday, God began to create the world. On Sunday, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, Easter. And on Sunday, the Holy Spirit poured himself out on the disciples on Pentecost, a Sunday. What a wonderful testimony regarding the triune God. We worship on Sunday, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So just for a moment, as long as we're talking about worship, you know, on the Sabbath day, our Sabbath day is now Sunday, we should take a, a little time to de define exactly what is worship. Ever think about that? Actually, it comes from the, 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 the English word worth-ship, because God is worthy of our praise. But worship is, is acknowledging that the triune God is the only God who exists. Worship means acknowledging God as the creator, redeemer, and sanctifier. Worship is giving God our praise. That means telling him how good he is, honoring him, thanking him, and recognizing him as the giver of everything that you are and everything that you have. Now, with that in mind, there's three different ways that we worship. We worship God every day in everything that we do. The things that we do according, obviously, to God's will. That means that changing dirty diapers is worshiping God. Did you ever think about that? Paying your bills is worshiping God. Going in for your annual physical checkup, as much as you don't like to do that, is worshiping God. Mowing the lawn, worshiping God. Cleaning the bathroom, worshiping God. And of course, there's a second way that we worship. Sometimes you do that uh, in your own homes by yourself, reading God's word, maybe a family devotion. It's a second way to worship God. But the way that God is encouraging us and commanding us to do is corporate worship, where we all, Christians, all get together in a formal setting to praise him, to thank him, and to acknowledge him as the only God who is there. Now, the religious leaders of Jesus' day that he was talking with in Mark chapter 2 
had a complete misunderstanding of what the worship day was all about. They thought that God's uh, Bible, God's Word, was just a book of rules and regulations, and you had to try to adhere to them really tightly uh, in order to please God, and if you didn't, you might get punished. Instead of recognizing God's Word as a love letter, by which God tells us how much He loves us and how much He recognized that we needed a rescuer from the punishment of sin and how He sent one. And that's why Jesus told them the Sabbath was not made for man. The Sabbath um, was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. In other words, God created originally the Sabbath as a means not as a means to merit God's grace, but as a gift to man. A day of rest when God would come to mankind in a a very special way through his word and they would worship him. God didn't give the Sabbath as a ladder to try to climb up to God by your special performance. And you know, there's a lot of Christians that go to worship on Sunday morning who are doing that just for performance, to satisfy God. To do a good deed, maybe God will like them a little bit more. Regular church attendance for that, that's not what God said. It's a day of rest as God comes to us in a special way. And that means our worship of God is not done out of duty. It's not done out of duress. It's done out of desire. Worship, whenever we come here into church, is a matter of revelation and then response. Every time we come into church, God reveals a little bit more about himself to us so that we can know him better as our father and our brother and our comforter. And then we respond by saying, God, thank you for all your gifts. How can I serve you? Did you ever think about it? Whenever we come into worship here in in beautiful Savior, we are having an encounter with God. He wants to give us gifts of forgiveness and the guarantee of eternal life through the word and through the sacrament. When we come here, it's an expression of our faith. You know, we make a statement every time those cars park outside and you walk into this building and people see, oh, they're going in there. Something good must be happening in there that they would actually come to church on 930 on a nice, beautiful summer day. It's a testimony to our faith. That something that we do here is really important. When we come to worship, and this is really neat, it's a time of self-forgetfulness. For a while, you just put yourself aside and forget about all your problems because you're having a preoccupation with Jesus and his glory. And as we worship together, it's a happy awareness that we're not alone in having our souls satisfied, but there's a whole bunch of other people who believe the very same things that we do by faith. And with all that said, and now please recognize that I'm preaching to the choir, but as I do this, I'm telling there's some members that could be members of the choir. So I'm preaching to the choir so that you can go out and get more members. With all that said and done, 
We do not worship God for His benefit. We do not worship to do God a favor. We worship for our benefit. I come here to do myself a favor. When it comes to worshiping my God, I'm a really selfish person because number one comes first. Because a whole lot of people out in the world can be saved, but if I don't save myself first, what is it all good for? So I come here to hear the message of the Jesus Christ. Worship is not optional. Worship is not a take-it-or-leave-it matter. Worship is not a, well, if I have some time or I really don't have anything better to do, then I'll worship. Worship is not a matter of little importance. Actually, when we come here, it's a matter of life and death. The word that we hear here sustains our souls. It's the food for our souls without which our faith dies. Not worshiping is nothing more, nothing less than a rejection of the gifts that God wants to give us. The guarantee of forgiveness of sins and the guarantee of everlasting life. Did a little study and came up with a whole lot of uh, reasons for the importance of corporate worship. We make a statement to the unbelieving world when we come in here. We're different from them. When you come in here, this is the place that you can actually hear after six days of chaos, the absolute truth from God's Word. When we come here as children of God, we get together as a spiritual family. This is our family. And when we get to worship, uh, together to worship, it's sort of an anticipation of what's going to take place in heaven. We're all going to be there. But then it's going to be forever, not just one day a week. And so we come here to encourage one another and to be encouraged by God's Word. But you know, when everything is said and done, when everything is said and done, when it comes right down to it, it's all a matter of love. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Somebody once said, a person wiser than I, regarding the day of worship, he says, don't rest to work. Work to rest. Many people, and you know it as well as I do right now, as we're worshiping in here, are out on the streets on a Sunday morning, not in church, walking the dog riding their bike, jogging. And what they're really trying to do is rest up physically so that they can do some more work the next six days. got to wind down so that you can do some more work. Rather, God says, work to rest. Six days of active service to your gracious God in whatever we do, and then a dedicated day to find rest for our souls. Jesus, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And God granted for Jesus' sake, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus.
Amen. We confess our faith in the Nicene Creed on page 7. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 